0: Hi, Brian and Gabriel Boucher, welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life on Script. I'm so grateful to have you both here today. You're going to talk about your new book, The Purpose Factor, Extreme Clarity for Why You're Here and What to Do About It. Uh, very important. A, lot, a big topic that gets brought up a lot on Savvy is how do I discover my purpose, bring it out to the public all my gifts and talents, and you're here to share that with them. But Before we go there, you're a wonderful working couple, which we don't get to see a lot of people working together and thriving together. Share with us how you came to creating your company and working together. How did that all come about?
1: Yeah, I think it was just a lot of fun for us. When we first got married about five years ago, in November, it'll be five years that we've been married, and um, we've been working together full-time for probably two-thirds of our relationship. You know, we started to see that our our individual purpose, each of our individual purposes and our collective purpose had so many overlaps. So about three years ago, we decided to combine our efforts and our skills and what we were doing for individuals and companies And put it all under one roof. And I know that's not necessarily for everybody in terms of being a working couple and being a couple at the same time. Um, But it's been an amazing ride. And for us, it kind of means a lot that now we get to work 24 seven together to transform a lot of lives and transform a lot of leaders lives and, and get to do that kind of traveling around the country and around the world.
2: Yeah. That's and I think awesome. we've learned so much too, just not only as a couple, but as business partners as well, where you get to see that other person really thriving and kind of being in their place. You're, you know, each other's cheerleaders, each other's accountability partners and mm-hmm. each other's uh, partners, not only when you're when you're in a business that's beyond just an exchange or transaction just making money, but you know your business is making a difference. Mm-hmm. I think that's some of the most powerful business partnerships you could possibly be a part of is the business partnership that's changing the world.
0: That is so true. Now, how did you discover what your purposes together and separately were and then transform it into what is now presently your business?
1: Yeah, I mean, individually, I think we had our own journeys of discovering purpose. I'll share mine. Gabrielle can share hers. But about seven years ago, I was broke, divorced. Uh, I was divorced in the same month that I got laid off from my dream job. I was a former national journalist covering government corruption and terrorism. And I also had this undealt with childhood sexual trauma that happened to me around the age of seven or eight years old. And it was all pressuring in on me around the same time. And I had amazing mentors who kept telling me, Brian, find your purpose, find your purpose, find your purpose. But it never came with a how and it never came with anything practical. And I was led to believe that maybe I needed to drive to the top of a mountain and watch in the sunset or go find myself on a trip I couldn't afford and, and hope that I got some clarity Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment, actually, it was like I was on a sales call. I was selling self-help products, right? I didn't know my purpose and I was selling self-help products. It was kind of ironic. And uh, and I was doing that. I was on the phone with this lady mm-hmm. and she stopped me mid-script. And I was a terrible salesperson back then. She stopped me mid-script and I didn't know what to do, but she said, that's it. I can't do it. I can't buy anything from you. I don't even know my purpose. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know my purpose either. And I just kind of admitted that and blurted it out on the phone and I wished her well and she went on her way. She wasn't going to buy anyway. And that night, I sat down and we Mm conceptualized—you know—conceptualized six years, almost seven years ago now. uh, Mm -hmm. What's reflected in our book, the Purpose Factor,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: a elemental step-by-step, left to right, logical, non-emotional approach to discovering your purpose and applying it to your work and life. And so that was that was my journey of discovering my purpose. And and for me, even reflecting on what happened in my childhood sexual trauma and the perspective Mm -hmm. that overcoming that gave me, I realized probably better than most what it means to have a shaken sense of identity and a shaken sense of purpose. And it gave me this kind of innate desire to want to help others overcome that as well.
2: Yeah, and mine was mine was very very different in that I had kind of checked off all the to do and and should do boxes of doing the undergrad, going to going and getting a good job in the government, then going back to grad school and being kind of a, part of this arms race of education, feeling like if I had more certifications or if I had more um, people kind of outside of my own organization acknowledging 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 my achievements, I was somehow going to be more successful and find my purpose. But it, that certainly wasn't the case. And so I had kind of a similar situation with Brian in that my mentors kept saying, find your purpose, but no one told me how. And so Brian and I kind of came together at this time in our lives where we both knew that purpose was important, but it almost become a platitude, that it didn't really mean anything. And so we kind of came together as, as kind of researchers and said, if something so important is out there, and everyone says we need to find it, is there a process to find it? And so that was you know many years ago and how we're you know 15,000 hours of, of research and application later, which is now uh, manifested in this book The Purpose Factor, which has been not only our journey of discovering purpose and how it worked for us, But how we've been able to help the United States military, like the Air Force and Naval Sea Command find their purpose, Fortune 500 companies, um, celebrities, this process that's worked for us and worked for them. We're so excited and proud to share it with the world.
0: Wow, that that is so amazing. And what I get from both of you, though, you mentioned something interesting, Gabrielle, is that so many people say, "Well, it's kind of a platitude." You hear, "Oh, find your purpose, find your purpose," but then it just gets swept under the rug. What is my purpose? I need to pay rent now, you know, or I, I need to keep this job because I need to get food on the table. And, and you get you just let it go, and then years go by, and you are like, "What am I doing on this planet? Is this is this it? I mean, I just go to a job, eat." and then finally die. Is that it? And, no. and you don't want that to be your all on this planet. And I think probably the saddest thing you can probably imagine is the very last day on this planet, you're laying there going, well, that's it. I never accomplished anything. And, and you don't want that to be.
2: Yeah. And I think there's such a uh, misunderstanding around mm-hmm. purpose. I think there, there are really four different myths out there, but one of the the, the biggest myths out there, that purpose is your passion. And so we just got um, finished speaking at a university and that's one of the biggest pieces of advice we here to give young people or someone in transition, or if you're not happy, people will say, you know, just, just follow your passion and your passion will turn into your purpose. Um, but the Oxford dictionary of passion is actually a barely controllable emotion,
1: which is a fascinating definition because <laughs> if you look at, if you look at, you know, some of the things in your life, you're, you're thinking to yourself, Oh my gosh why would why would you choose a lifetime direction or like a direction that you're going to go for a decade or five years or seven years you know on the basis of a barely controllable emotion well what's the barely controllable emotion for you might have a barely controllable emotion for singing but be really bad at singing and that no amount of training is ever going to help you overcome a terrible vocal tone right so you don't want to go through 10 years of your life Mm -hmm. on the basis of something that really passion is a fleeting emotion i mean there's a there's a venture capitalist. His name's Harry Briggs. He said to say you only want to do something you're passionate about may be a better indication of laziness than genuine passion, um, because because oftentimes when we want we want to be successful, oftentimes you have to overcome a lot of resistance. And when you're going through challenges and overcoming a lot of resistance, those are not the times you're You know you're you're particularly passionate about. And so I think passion is a rough starting point for a lot of people because I think also the truth is. When you're starting something new and you're having to learn the ropes and you're trying to figure out how to transform others' lives with what you do, passion doesn't always exist at the beginning. Passion grows over time as you grow, as your skills grow, as your impact grows. And sometimes passion is right about at zero when you start something new. And I think that that's why it can be a very either misleading or rough starting point.
0: Wow, I I really like you pointing that out. It's interesting. I've heard it so often, how to create your passion, get to your passion. Mm And I've almost seen it myself as synonymous with discovering what you're here to do, your purpose. And and it's interesting, this purpose I do now, which is interviewing folks, was not was a real big fear of mine and something my mentor pushed me to do to push out my other business at the time and to get it out there and get the word out and whatever and and then over time i just realized wow, i'm kind of good at this and i really really enjoy it but then even so what with all things in your business it's not always fun all the bits you got to do to build that one thing whatever it is let's say you like to go on and do speaking, but you're going to have to market that speaking. You have to go out and sell right. that speaking. And you might not like those other bits and you might not be passionate about it, but those are necessary parts in order to have a thriving business.
1: Yeah. And I want to reframe the word passion for folks because a, a, a version of passion is part of your purpose. And there are four elements to your purpose, but but passion is part of it, but we like to reframe and recast the definition of passion. So passion, dictionary, Oxford, barely controllable emotion. We like to describe it as pull passion, which is the problem in the world that you want to be a part of solving, right? Thinking about your passion as a problem in the world that you can serve as a solution to is a little bit more practical and a little bit more tactical in terms of what it means to find fulfillment. Because and I think a lot of people lack a definition for purpose when it comes to applying it to their life. But purpose is simply this. Purpose is what you have inside of you to help others. And then the other thing that people are seeking is fulfillment. Well, fulfillment is simply the result of helping others with your purpose. And so we recast pull we recast passion as pull passion because you know sometimes. You might have a hard time going to sleep at night because there's some problem or injustice in the world that bothers you. Or maybe there's some kind of problem in the world that you want to create a solution for that just fires you up in the morning. That's how we want you to think about passion as a problem, as something that you can use your life to contribute to solving. That's that's a better focus in terms of passion.
2: Because yeah, that's every single business, whether you are a solopreneur, whether you're a, a CEO, whether you're a consultant or a coach, everything in the marketplace is about solving problems. And I think that's what's so powerful is really seeing yourself in the marketplace, whether you're an employee or an employer, you're a problem solver. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the power of putting purpose to work is really seeing, okay, what's this purpose inside of me? As Brian said, uh, what you have inside of you to help other people, Mm -hmm. that should be, what do I have inside of me to help other people by solving a problem? And that's really such a powerful starting point. If you're looking for a career transition, if you're considering, should I start my business? Should I grow Mm -hmm. my business? Should I reconfigure? my career and transition everything I think really starts from that foundation of finding your purpose and finding the problem in the world you want to solve you
0: got Brian and Gabriel I have to just say I love that you you went here because it's interesting when I was first starting my business and I just took what I was doing for 20 years in corporate not something I super love but I got to do it well over a lot of practice but you know so I started it and I was you know having problems with starting it as a business and so my mentor said well what are you good at? What do you just love to do? You just can't wait to get up and do it. And you take it for granted. Maybe you just do, and you don't even realize you do it. Maybe you cut people's hair all the time. Oh, please cut my hair. It's awesome. And so she said that. And I I said, I don't know. So I just started asking people around me, what do you see me do all the time that I do good that, you know, that you like, and and I don't, maybe we don't pay attention to it. And everyone said, well, you're really good at telling stories. And uh, I love talking to you. I was like, okay, that doesn't help me. That's not business. And, you know, uh, know, a couple years later, this started. Um, So, but it's funny that they'll get started and you might start getting things that don't make sense that this couldn't possibly be a business or I can't possibly take this into the world to help people. How could drawing pictures help people? Um, But that's not true. There's a way in which your gifts and talents and strength can be a great asset to the world. And maybe it just doesn't explode out To you in a way to do that, but it it definitely
1: can. Yeah. Yeah, And I think too, that we get wrapped up in our our purpose being a position or a job or role. Well, if your goal when you were 16 years old was to play in the NFL, what if you neither make it to the NFL Mm -hmm. or if you do, what if you get cut one year in? Does that mean your life is over? Does that mean you don't have a purpose? So we oftentimes incorrectly wrap our purpose into this idealized position that we could have, but what happens when it doesn't work out? but purpose is vocation agnostic. That's not, purpose is not a position. Purpose is a collection of things that you have inside of you to help others. Mm -hmm. And what your job or your entrepreneurship uh, offers you is a platform to live out that purpose Mm -hmm. to help others. Now it's, it's ideal to find a job and a position that is in a very close alignment to your purpose and the collection of things that you have, but to not equate that position or that job with your purpose, because if it doesn't work out or if you get let go, or in my case, get laid off, you might feel that your life is over. I mean, we've, I talked to multiple professional athletes who are really dealing with this issue of, okay, my NFL career's over, now what, right? Because they thought that that was their purpose and they're having a really hard time integrating back into the, 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 the normal private sector as most people would consider it. Uh, and, and it's because we incorrectly wrapped our position into, uh, our purpose into a position
2: rather mm-hmm. than really seeing that position as a platform to use your purpose. Yeah. So whether you're in transition voluntarily or you're in transition involuntarily, maybe your your position was eliminated, particularly during COVID. We have so many folks we're helping because they're saying, I, my, I thought my purpose was to either provide for my family through this career or to help this company. And now I feel really no purpose at all because I don't have that employment really recognizing whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a student, someone in transition, starting your company or an astronaut, everything you do is a platform to use your purpose. And I think when you change that mentality, it's so freeing and empowering and really taking ownership back and realizing you've had permission to use your purpose all along.
0: Wow. And I love this. re defining of it because now you're not just stuck in a small square that this is the only place my purpose can be used it, this is only one platform there's many others uh one friend of mine who's a pilot I, you know with everything going on with covid a lot of pilots are being laid off and she said a lot of her pilot friends are feeling like they just want to end their life because their identity is wrapped in this job being their purpose but their only identity to live it out yeah.
2: yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And those skills that you have, I love that you talked about Christina, you being able to go back and say, What am I good at? Because mm-hmm. that's really what's so powerful about purpose. A lot of times people come to us and say, Well, I think my purpose is to start this nonprofit or move to Africa and start digging wells and do these things and and which are it's a powerful mission, but it may not be aligned with their purpose because Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have the skills to do it or the experience, or maybe that's not quite as bright as the problem in the world that they want to solve. And so looking at how do you redeem the skills, the abilities that you've built up throughout your time, Mm -hmm. we talk about all the time, there's really no waste in the purpose economy. Every experience, every letdown, every failure,
1: every regret, by the way,
2: has been used, can be
1: converted into wisdom or perspective, you know, to help other people your purpose and help your people. Yeah. Yep. And that's
2: one of the, the core things that we help entrepreneurs. I started my first business when I was 24. I think Brian, you are about 25. I yep. think when you yep. started your first business. And it's funny having so many entrepreneurs come to us and they oftentimes ask for advice. What kind of business should I start? And one of the core places to start is what problem have you solved for yourself that you can solve for others? It's what problem have you solved for yourself that you can solve for others? And it's such a great um, ability for you to be able to start Tinkering with that, really recognizing, again, I'm a problem solver. Mm -hmm. And using that purpose inside of you to solve problems for others.
0: Wow. This is amazing. You know, this recalls for me many years ago, Brian and Gabriel. There was a guy that came to me and he said, I had a disability that I learned to work through and actually – explode myself into the world where I could actually give to people now he's a coach yeah. and he said I want to work with people who have the same disability but I feel like I'll be limiting myself because there's only XYZ amount of people who have this disability I said are you kidding me that's one percent it's like 300,000 uh, <laughs> a big pool but yeah. you know, if you have that gift that you were able to work and take that disability but turn around and make it into lemonade um, and you could share that with others I mean that's fabulous you don't need more than that and I, how <laughs> much do you find that people want to say that it's not enough of what they had to offer?
1: Like, yeah, I, I going further on this point right here. Uh, who, what should I do? What people should I serve? And mm-hmm. I'll just go back to my own kind of personal example. You know, when I overcame my childhood sexual trauma, right? Gabrielle brought up this idea of you have authority to help others in that which you have personally overcome or solved for yourself. So when I had overcome the effects of my childhood sexual trauma. Your, that's your origin story, by the way, the moment that most shaped your perspective. For me, it was my childhood sexual trauma. Now, oftentimes your origin story may be an indication of your starting point in terms of who you should serve and how you should serve them. Now, I could have narrowly defined my audience as those uh, as people who had experienced a childhood sexual trauma, and I could have done very, very well and just focused on that issue alone, built a for-profit company, non-profit company, something like that. Or One of the side effects that I experienced for two decades after that happened to me was a shaken sense of identity and a shaken Mm -hmm. sense of purpose. Now, I could solve that problem as well more broadly and still be able to help victims of childhood sexual trauma. Right. So I can go either specific or I can go more broad and mm-hmm. help a lot of people. So and here's the other thing, too. You tend to want to help the people that you are most like, yep. because to help people, you need to like those people. <laughs> um, it's really hard to serve people that you don't like. It's and, often, difficult. and oftentimes <laughs> you like people that are like us. And, and I think that's a good starting point for folks to examine uh, what they could do in the world, either in their career or their or their entrepreneurship.
0: Wow. Well, there's been a lot of great advice you gave our audience, but I don't want them to leave before they find out how they could find you on some wonderful stage somewhere, buy your book, find out more about you. How can they do that?
2: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they can um, check out the book, The Purpose Factor, which is absolutely brain spanking new. And we're so proud. We've got incredible endorsements from folks like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Simone Biles and Lewis Howes and uh, Rachel Hollis. I mean, it's weird really, really honored to see the kind of support we've had ar- around the book. And so um, your audience can pick up a copy at PurposeFactorBook.com and they can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn, uh, Gabrielle Bochet and Brian Bochet, So they mm-hmm. can kind of find us everywhere and join our community, learn more about how do you find your purpose and how do you apply it and what you do every day.
0: That's awesome. And it's never ending. I I think that's one thing. uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, guys, that it doesn't end. I think people think, oh, I found a way to use my, uh, my purpose through this platform in this way. And now I've got it all settled and I'm done for life. And I think it's an ongoing journey, isn't it?
2: It
1: is. It's good to establish certainty and clarity on the front end as to the direction you should go. But honestly, the discovery of purpose is kind of like chiseling a statue out of a block of marble, right? It's your it's your decision as to how detailed that statue is going to be and how beautiful it's going to be. You can't chisel off one corner of a block of marble and call it done, right? Unless you're going for some modern art masterpiece that's worth a million dollars in some kind of museum in Europe. But the point is, is that if you want it to be beautiful, if you want to know it in specific detail so you can get really practical with it, you need to chisel new stone away day by day and year by year to see what iteration. It's not that your purpose changes. It's not that the components of your purpose changes. It's how you use it and who you help with it that changes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by chiseling extra stone away to see that, that beautiful picture of what's to come.
0: Wow. That is so powerful. I recall Tony Robbins talking about where he started You know, on, on cassette. And then eventually doing the live audiences and now bringing it to video and, and, and touching millions of lives through that medium. Uh, so it never ends on how you could bring your purpose on greater and greater ways and expand yourself right. more fully. I just have to thank you both, Brian and Gabriel Boucher, for coming to share your great gifts today on Savvy Bracken. I think thank you. It's an for absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us on. You betcha. Thank you, guys.